I hope I can steal a little summoning from you, Dave. Three balls, two strikes, the pitch. Swing and a long drive. Deep left The flags go up, churning and burning. They yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Few burning fast on an empty. Welcome to Stats on Deck, the MLB Playoffs edition. We're also going to talk about the Capitals and our favorite manager in baseball, Ned Yost, who's no longer a manager of the team. Um, I'm Nick Laporte, joined by Jake Adams, as always. Jake. Um, what happened last night? I feel like I skipped something. Is there anything important in, in baseball I'm missing here? Uh, well, there was a National League wildcard game last night. That's right. Um, the Milwaukee Brewers. I love the Brewers. We, we're going to run the Brewers someday. We're going to take over. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers played in a wildcard game last night against a team from D.C. Team from D.C.? Who you may have heard of. They play baseball. Right. The Washington Nationals. That's correct. And what was the what was up with that game? Um, well, the Nationals temporarily forgot how to how to hit. That's true. Or swing at strikes. Three hits through seven innings. For the majority of the game. A Trey Turner solo home run was all they mustered for the first twenty one outs. But then an exorcism occurred. That's correct. The Washington Nationals finally yes. found a way to have some breaks go their way. True. And won an elimination game. First time in Nats history. I I don't really expect you to be able to accurately recount the events because you were blacked out. That's correct. For part of it. Not from drinking, but just from sheer shock. So... I mean... You saw the highlights this morning, right? Right. Okay, I'm, it did happen. I'm generally aware of what happened. Like Tom Brady with the cell phone. I'm generally aware of its existence. So, I'm not admitting that I know... Or I had anything to do with it. So let me ask you a question. When you when you have not had a leadoff hitter all night. Yeah, 0 for 7 and, and then 0 for 8. And then you have Josh Hader yeah. coming into the game. Who, granted, is not the Josh Hader that he was last year. Not quite, but he's but as still we look, good. As we looked on Fangrass, he's the third best reliever in baseball. Yeah, this is not much of a drop off there. No. Comes in to a game where you can't get anything going without with less than two outs. And even then it's hard I mean, to come by a hit. We can't get hits off of Drew Pomeranz. Who's on steroids? Who? He's probably on steroids. Probably. Baseball, baseball should look into that. Probably. He went from 87 to 98. He couldn't hit 90 with the Red Sox earlier. Was it earlier this year or last season? I'm putting together yeah. an entire portfolio. There's an investigation coming. There is an investigation You, you can't coming. throw 98 miles an hour magically at this stage of your career. There's no pitching coach on the planet that can help you figure that out. But a couple needles can. Right. A cycle of... Performance-enhancing drugs would do that. So if we can't get hits off of the lowly Drew Pomeranz, we're not getting hits off of Josh Hader. So what is what is going through your head yeah. as Josh Hader is warming up to pitch against the Nationals? I thought we blew it. I thought the Nationals blew it. I thought you had to get the game at least tied before Hader comes in. This happens every yeah. single time. Only this time, yeah. you weren't the one giving up leads. Right. You were the one trying to fight back. Right. The, Which is interesting. It's different because the Nationals have never made the playoffs through a wild card. So they took a different route to get to the playoffs. And then in every previous elimination game, such as the three game fives 
and then also the game four against the Dodgers that they blew three years ago, they have had early leads in all those games and then lost. So to be trailing early, again, it was going to be a different path to win this elimination game. So let's let's walk through this real quick because this is this is about as fun of an eighth bottom of the eighth inning yes. as you're gonna find you postseason need, or not. You don't need to look it up. I know exactly what happened. So Josh Hader comes in and strikes out Victor Robles on a three two count, but on fell, a high fastball fell behind him but strikes him out on the three two count. Right. Then comes the pitching spot. Now Dave Martinez pulls Ryan Zimmerman back, trying to get for the second time for the think. second time because he wants to get him in, get him in at bat as the tying run or better. He borrowed Alex Cora's crystal ball. Right. He borrowed the, the crystal ball that won Cora World Series last year. Puts in Michael A. Taylor, who didn't figure into the team that much this year, but played well in September. He gets into a 3-2 count. Josh Hader, once again, fell behind the batter. Yep. And hits him on the hand on 3-2. Now, if in the, in the interest of being as fair and An even open, as it gets... Yep. That ball hit yeah. in the exact perfect spot yes. between the knob of the bat and his hand, hitting both at the same time. We don't have cameras that can determine which part of the hand or the or the bat that it hit first. No. I mean, it was indistinguishable. It was identical at the same time. But the important thing was the umpires called it a hit-by-pitch on the field. Yes, And when the review came in... You can't overturn it. You that. can't overturn it, and the call would stand not be confirmed but it would stand which means we can't prove that that call's wrong so we have a runner on first one out yep with trey turner up josh Hader once again falls behind a hitter and then in another three two count trey turner strikes out on the high fastball so there's two outs and a runner on first in comes adam eaton although instead of adam eaton it's actually ryan zimmerman now and what perhaps would be his last at bat with the Washington Nationals. Yep. And 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 what happens, Nick? Ryan Zimmerman once again ahead in the count because haters fallen behind each and every single hitter so far. Gives up a broken bat single to Zimmerman. That bat died a hero. That bat died the biggest hero maybe in Nats history yet. And Michael Taylor scampers over to third because Lorenzo Kane can't move or throw at this point because he's so injured. Um, and up comes Anthony Rendon, the MVP candidate, 34 home runs. Puts up a professional at bat. A professional at bat where he's ahead in the count because Josh Again. Hader can't throw a strike. He has no idea where the ball is going. And Anthony Rendon takes a high fastball. So the bases are now loaded. Juiced. Juiced bases with two outs. For the six-year-old. For the six-year-old Juan Soto who can't legally drink. And Josh Hader gets ahead in the count. With a first pitch fastball that Soto fouls off, takes a slider down and away so it's a 1-1 count. And Soto, is not afraid of anybody, crushes the ball into right field for a two-run single to tie the game. But that's not all that happens. That's not all that happens because the right fielder, whose name Grisham? is... Yeah. Trevor Grisham? Trevor Grisham. Something like that. If that's We're not wrong. your name, make the play. Um, oh, my God. Grisham boots the ball. Rendon scores from first. Soto gets tagged out at second. And the Nationals win the wild card game with a Daniel Hudson save. That was... it. That was, a, that was an exorcism. Because that's what happens 
to the Nationals. That, that is what it's been always the other happened end. to the Nationals. on the other end every time. It's a pass ball. It's an error. It's a broken bat single yep. in center field. A that is save. That is what always happens to the Nationals. And for whatever reason, in that moment, he earned the base hit to tie the game, and then the planets just aligned. Yep. They aligned. The first lucky break maybe in Nats playoff history, and it was it was a lucky break. We still could have won that game. A well-deserved lucky game. break. But uh, the important thing was Soto, not trying to do too much, gets the game tied up. Grisham, trying to do too much, makes the mistake to lose the game. It was, I mean, like, I, like for, as taking fandom completely out of it, as far as a wild card game goes, that's why you have the play-in game. Because that game is amazing. That game... That is a well-played game all the way up until really the air, but even with the hit. I mean, that is... Pitched well. There was offense in key moments. Right. Like, it, it was perfect. And then who was the MVP of the game really for the Nationals? Gerardo Parra? Right. Steven Strasburg. Comes out of the bullpen. Max Scherzer, another disappointing postseason game with the Nationals. Three runs in five innings. Yep. Gets pulled. Strasburg goes three scoreless. Strikes out four. Gives up two hits. No runs. And... Kept them close enough where they had a chance against Hayter. It was... Uh, no, he came in just nervous still. Apparently, he hadn't pitched out of the bullpen since his freshman year at San Diego. It's been a long time. And it, it he didn't care. You give him the ball, and any time, yeah. he's just going to get out. He gives up He gives up a single, yep. and then immediately gets a double play right, right after that. I mean, he just got out. And his curveball looked as sharp as I've ever seen. And he was ahead of every hitter, which is a key. It's a, it's a fundamental thing in baseball, but... When you come in throwing quality strikes, more often than not, your team's going to win. More often than not. More often than not. Unfortunately, Josh Hader pitched poorly. And you know what? He might have escaped that jam somehow, but he didn't because he fell behind every hitter and he didn't have his slider and he left a couple fastballs up that were hit. So did you feel like – all right, so let me ask this. When it happened, did you did you have a wave of like – like relief wash over you, or was it pure excitement with Soto? No, with the win after Daniel Hudson got the last out. It was it was, relief or was it? Excitement? It was a mixture. It was relief, excitement, nerves still. Yep. yep. And then that shaky feeling in your knees where you don't know why you feel like that. <laughs> it feels like you haven't breathed in a few days, and then you finally breathe, and you're like, now we're now we're in, and now we go to L.A., and it's time to take care of business. Well, it's time to win. It's time to win. LA's great. LA LA's has been the best team in the National League from the first day of the season. But you know what? The Nationals played them tough this year, and they have momentum. The Dodgers don't have momentum. It, it is definitely going to be an awesome series to watch. And I'm happy. Out, out, like I said, outside of Phantom, I'm legitimately happy that the better team won because now the series against the Dodgers is going to be legitimately exciting. If the Dodgers got the Milwaukee Brewers, they would have put up a fight, but it would have been quick. Right. It would have been really quick. Now you're going to get a really competitive National League Division series with them. And then you also have the St. Louis Cardinals and the Braves to look forward to, too. Right. And then uh, I will say about the Braves, having watched them this year, uh, if you were Disappointed in their postseason effort last year, barely winning the one game out of four. Uh, this is a much better team. This team's going to put up a fight, and they're legitimate contenders to take the NL. Uh, they shored up some inefficiencies they had. Josh Donaldson, though I hate to say it, has been good for them. Um, Acuna is an MVP candidate. Freeman's taken the next step, and they have a good rotation. It's 
I'm I'm excited to watch both National League series is because you have four really really good teams, yeah. and I think are, those are the four best teams in the NL. Oh, I, I think that's the way it it turned out. Absolutely, I hundred percent agree with you. And then from the Cardinals standpoint, um, Goldie, Goldie having you know, not necessarily his best season, but gets to go to the, gets to go finally play. in the playoffs. Um, and then the Cardinals, it's their pitching staff. It it's one of the best you'll see all year. Yep. If they're going to beat the Braves, it's going to be on the backs of their pitching. I, I think we have two very, very competitive series coming up in the National League, and yeah. I'm, I'm legitimately excited for it. I think both could go five, and that's what we want as outside fans. And as inside fans, we want the Nationals to sweep. Kapow! Just a quick sweep. Just a quick sweep. Just a fa- Outscore them 27-2. to two. Just a fast one. Um, then uh, another thing we want to talk about before we get into some American League stuff um, Joe Madden let go by the Cubs. Mutual agreement. Mutually. Seems like he's headed to Los Angeles, or really to Anaheim. And he's going to be Mike Trout's manager now. Nick, this excites you. This excites me a lot because Joe Madden took over a beleaguered Cubs team before the 2015 season and went on to make the playoffs in each of the first. Four years, mm-hmm. 15, 16, 17, 18, win a World Series, make three National League Championship Series, yep, and keep them competitive every year. I mean, they were in a playoff spot in mid-September. They just crumbled at the end of the season because of injuries and. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the best possible case for a manager that Mike Trout has played with yet. Better right. than Mike Sosha. Big time. Better than Brad. Better Osmus. than Brad Osmus. I like the Angels. You know, no offense to Brad Ausmus. He he might be a great guy. I don't know him personally. But I hate it when teams stick with a manager just because we, we signed him a year ago. If a guy like Joe freaking Madden is on the open market, you fire your manager. You look to upgrade. Him. If he is any interest in your team, you upgrade immediately. Joe Madden spent, like, before he was the Tampa Bay's manager, he spent years under Mike Sosha yeah. in, in in Anaheim. So this back to where it started. A little coming home party. Yep. Um I I'm mean sure he would love to win one there as their manager. Now the one thing he he will not be able to fix though is that they need to put a legitimate team both yep. offensively, defensively, and a pitching staff around him. Correct. And that's not gonna happen tomorrow. And it's not like they have a great farm system like San Diego, for example. No, it's gonna take some, it's gonna take some maneuvering without question. And I'd like to see the Angels be aggressive in free agency. What guys does Joe Madden want? Go get those guys because those guys are gonna help you make the playoffs. No question. Like um, a few years ago, Ben Zobrist available on the open market. The Cubs overpaid a little bit to get their guy. Zobrist was a huge part of those playoff teams. No question. So if Joe Madden wants a guy, go out and get him. Don't pinch pennies now. Pujols' deal is finally coming to an end within the next decade or so. (laughs) (laughs) Justin Upton will be off the books in 2029. And uh, you have Antrelton Simmons. You also have Cole Calhoun, and he'll be on the books till 2032. And if you can keep him healthy, you have Showtime. Now we're talking. Now, Joe Madden's going to get creative with Shohai, I think. We're going to see him pitch, play left field, catch, and pitch at the same time. Right. I think... Showtime could become a legitimate all-star just because Joe Madden has the weird part of his brain hooked up to stuff like that. He's going to be excited to work with a guy like that. Mike Trout, probably not so much. Stop clogging the bases. Don't. Move the runner. Why? What are you walking for? Can't you hit a dinger? 
I've never really been a Mike Trout guy. I know that's I know that's not great to say out loud, but right. play in the playoffs. He did once. How'd that go? He had one hit. Oh. It was a solo home. But he's the greatest player of all time. <laughs> Moving on, we want to talk about Ned Yost. Oh, um, God. Now, if you listen to the very end of every podcast, you know we shout out Ned Yost every time. Uh, Ned Yost popularized what we like to call Yost Ball, which is uh, bullshit baseball, basically, where, <laughs> where you bunk guys over all the time in bad situations. You never hit home runs. You pull your starter out early and bring in, like, every relief pitcher known to mankind. And generally, you set poor lineups that are based more on uh, how you, your opinions of guys are versus how they actually are successful. Um, that's Yost Ball. And if you don't like it, you're probably 99% of people. But that one postseason in 2015, we loved it. Ned Yost is a champion. That's correct. Number one. He took the Kansas City Royals. Yes. To the World Series. Yes. What, two times? Two times. In two years. years. And won a championship against probably one of the better but more depleted pitching staffs of this decade. Right. That, like, his bullshit brand of baseball. Yes. With with leadoff bunts. Yeah. Sack flies from second to third. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Shifts to the wrong side of the field. He 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 made bringing such, in Wade Davis fifteen batters too early. He he made decisions so ass backwards that they came all the way back yeah. around and were good decisions. Yost Ball is a thing of the past, unfortunately. And Yo- Ned Yost was the last manager left in baseball that did things his way. Everybody else does it the right way. I'd like to think. I'd like to think that there's like some semi-pro farm league in Indiana. Yes. Where Ned Yost can go to, and he can manage, you know, young up and coming kids, right? And teach them the wrong way to play baseball. <laughs> That's my hope. And then we infect it back into Major League Baseball in ten years. We yep. got Yost ball back for us. I like to envision Ned Yost after he's gone this year and retiring, well, getting fired slash retiring. Yes. Him walking out into the field of dreams field. Yes. And him going into the cornrows, and he looks back at like he looks back at. Um, Wade Davis and Eric Hosmer and Eric Hosmer and he's like see you on the other side boys and then he goes into the cornfield and disappears for a second and then Shoeless Joe Jackson pushes him back out yeah and he's says like no he says absolutely not <laughs> you're not coming with us and then Ned Yost is like I guess I'll go manage the Detroit Tigers yeah hot take it's not out of the question who who needs a manager right now um Pirates the Pirates the Padres. Um, by the way, Clint Hurdle, side note, uh, if you're a smart team out there that needs a manager, hire him immediately. Hire Clint Hurdle. Immediately. Overpay he took, for him. He took one of the worst payroll teams in baseball with no prospects yep. and, they, and dragged their dead carcasses to playoff games. Their best player the last few years has been uh, suspended Starling Marte or um, Josh Bell, the rookie phenom, or I guess he's second year now. Um, Somebody pay that man. Pay that man. He's had them competitive in the range of 80-plus wins every year. Give him a good team, he'll give you a playoff game. But just one. He won't win one. I know that Davey yes. won the wild card game. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I want to dedicate this podcast to Ned Yost in a roundabout way, which he would have preferred. He wouldn't have wanted us to do it just as the Just come jump. right out at it. No. Yeah. This is our version of bunting a runner over from second to third with two outs and then somehow getting a runner safe at first. Um, I love you, Ned. Ned, 
you will be missed. You're not dead, but you will be missed. <laughs> you will be missed. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk AL wildcard, Oakland A's, Tampa Bay Rays, Billy Bean, oh. and why the Capitals are going to win the Stanley Cup. Stick around. Woo! And we're back. Woo! All right. We've got the AL wildcard game tonight. Yep. We've got the Tampa Bay Rays visiting the Oakland Athletics. Right. Oakland, who has had their share of postseason struggles. It's time for another exorcism. It's time for an exorcism. Oakland lost the wild card last year in Yankee Stadium. Um, they were banged up last year. They had no pitching staff. They had no pitching staff. Um, either Chapman or Olsen was hurt. I forget which. Might have been Olsen, right? I think it was Olsen. Chapman played. Yes. Um, obviously, tonight's starter, Sean Manea, was out. Uh, he's been a guy they lean on all season. Yeah, he's pretty good. He threw a no-hitter against my team last year. Right. We'll, we'll move past Sean real quick here because we don't <laughs> want to pour salt on the wound. Um, we might as well pour some dirty water on him, too. Oh, here we go. Here we go. But here's the thing about Oakland. Um, Billy Bean took over two decades ago. Maybe a little bit more than that. It's time to break through. And he hasn't broken through. And not only that, he hasn't made it past the wild card game in about a decade. That's right. The last time I think they were in a wild card game, they lost to the Red Sox in 2003 in the, in the, uh, in the uh, division series. Right. And then uh, I believe they lost. Did they lose the division series in uh, 2012, I want oh, to say, well, to, to the Tigers? That, that might have been the other uh, one. It yeah. might, there was one year where they lost to the Tigers, I think. But then they lost the 2014 wild card. Yep. When they, in heartbreaking fashion. They played the Kansas City Royals. Josh Donaldson, get your glove down. Josh Donaldson, uh, not used to playoff success. So no. Any Braves fans out there, look forward to that. Um, but yeah, it, and then so then last year, Oakland made a triumphant return to the playoffs. Yep. And it wasn't triumphant. No, it, it went very badly. It went as bad as it can go. Blake Trident got demolished by Giancarlo, a.k.a. Mike Stanton. Right, he got, yeah, Mike Stanton lit him up. Liam Hendricks started the game. It just, it was not good from the get-go. A game that you and I were very excited for, by the way. We well, wanted to see the Yankees lose. We had liked that Oakland team heading into the playoffs because, uh, kind of like the Brewers who lost last night, they were banged up, but they were red hot. They're also meant for this type of game. They're built to play games like this because of their strong bullpen and because they have guys that get on base, score runs. They don't rely on the long ball, um, but neither do the Rays, really. No, and and both of these teams don't really have a dominant pitching staff. Right. So they're both kind of made for that opener, kind of, you know, piece or puzzle of piece our way through a game yeah. which is perfect for a wild card game because any and everybody is available right and these teams both don't have like a clear like oh my god yeah Blake Snell turns out to be a mirage of sorts in um, in some ways but he, he won 20 22 games 21 games but isn't really that good um the thing that the thing that's interesting about this game is that this is like a true wild card team a wild card game because both teams don't have like you know shouldn't have won their divisions right they 
they did well enough to keep to win you know 90 plus games and find a way into the playoffs and i'd say for the most part pitching staff offenses that no no team has anybody that's just head and shoulders above anybody else right. it's really even this well, is going to be a great game it's weird to me tampa bay who won 90 plus games last year but obviously missed the playoffs because the red sox and yankees both had 100 plus wins um so tampa bay breaks through makes the playoffs this year um, relying on noted Tampa Bay heroes like Charlie Morton, Travis Darno, yeah, and Choi. That guy's pretty good. Choi, first baseman. Um, Adamus, who's apparently my cousin. Apparently. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you got Tommy Pham. If if you can name seven regular players from the Rays, whether that's rotational or uh, batters, and you're not a Rays fan, you're a better person than I am. I have no reason to not like Brandon. Is it Brandon Morrow? Yeah. Is that, yeah, I have no reason to not like Brandon Morrow. Yeah. But I don't like him. So I don't like Travis Darno. Well, I like Travis Darno because he takes her all his Chapman deep every time he faces him. That's That true. makes me happy. But I also hate the Rays. I don't want to hear cowbells. No. You shouldn't have cowbells in a stadium. Well, I know fan, I'm getting off track. Have your fans go to the games. Here's here's the thing. I hated the Rays since forever, but I have many reasons why. Most of the time it's because they're insignificant and they show up at really obnoxious times they like do. 2008 or they 2013. Do. Let me just say something. You play in the worst baseball stadium in, in the major leagues. Bar none. Bar none. It's not even close. It's disgusting. It, it, it looks like a garbage pile. Even right? on my old... Piece of crap MLB 2K13 game, which is the most recent edition. Even in that game where the graphics are crappy, that team, that stadium still looks worse than everybody's. You have 42 people show up to your games even when you win 90-plus games. Yep. You have rafters that hang too low for a Major League Baseball game, which creates this jungle gym of a stadium. Right, and instead of you know building a proper stadium or repairing things or what have you... We just make up stupid ground rules, like if it hits a certain spot in the park, it's a triple, but then other spots, it's a home run. Right. But these are pop-ups. But hey, it's cool. They have an aquarium with some rays in there. Yeah. Um, How's that going? I'm not a fan. Meanwhile, I you have hope Oakland. O- I, hope, I hope Oakland wins by 30 tonight. You have Oakland, who plays in the Coliseum, which is an old stadium, but still cool. It is cool. Um, it's, an, it's an actual real baseball field with dimensions, like right. a real baseball oh, field. Oh, yeah. That, it seems to be a place where players like to play. They have good jerseys. Correct. Which is in not insignificant. That's a real thing. No. You need to look good when you're out there. No question. You don't if you play for Tampa And they have likable players. They have likable players. Matt Chapman. Who doesn't like Matt Chapman? Who doesn't like Matt Chapman? The Anthony Rendon of the American League. Who doesn't like Matt Chapman? If you don't, you're a serial killer. Who doesn't like 246 Chris Davis? Right. At least he's consistent. How many home runs are you going to hit, Chris? 40? 45? I'll take it. Yeah, and you know how many cowbells they have in in the stands during their game with 50,000 people in the stands? I would estimate less than one. Well, yeah, zero. Yeah. You know why? Because their fans aren't jackasses. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, and the other the other thing, too, is that it's a real, it's a real baseball town yep. with diehard fans. Oh, the Oakland fans are amazing, and um, for whatever reason, whatever sports teams are in Oakland, they just can't get an owner that's willing to foot the bill to have a professional team. And we see this with the Raiders, who are moving to... Vegas. To Las Vegas, 
Um, there's no Sam, reason the then, Raiders should be moving. And then, and then the Warriors are moving to San Francisco. Right, which is a huge slap in the face to the community. So, thank you, Silicon Valley, yeah. for, for, ruining, for ruining sports and having yuppies basically jack up prices so yeah. that real fans who have been actually following the Golden State Warriors yeah. when they weren't good and didn't have Steph Curry... Oh. And for, for decades, they had and stood by the, the Raiders, most rabid fan bases at those Oakland Warriors because they were real people with real were, fan bases that had, paid attention. In 06 or 07, I want to say it was 07, the We Believe Warriors mm-hmm. with Monte Ellis. Um, that fan base, you go back and watch some of those games. One of the most rabid, you know, supportive fan bases that willed their team to upsetting a number one seed Mavericks team. Uh, you contrast that with what we're going to get in the new stadium, oh, which is uh, Silicon Valley guys. Everybody's in, on their iPhones. Plaid shirts on their iPhones, not paying attention to the games. No, what you have and what you're going to see tonight, absolutely, is a ravenous fan base that's going to plead similar to what DC fans did last night. Right. Plead for their team and, and hang with their team to win a wild card game and push them into the division series, right? Yeah. And you have an educated fan base that is that is full of real, real, intelligent fans yep. that are going to cheer very loudly, and they care very much about their baseball team. That stadium is going to be rocking. And this brings us to our next point, which is Billy Bean, oh, played by Brad Pitt. I love Brad Pitt. Um, and we probably should talk about Moneyball for a second well, here. That's one of my favorite things to talk about. How important was Moneyball and was Billy Bean to the sport of baseball? Well, maybe more important than any GM this side of Theo Epstein. So, yeah, it's kind of important for Billy Bean to win the big one eventually. And why not this year? Nick, why do we like Billy Bean? Because he liked guys who get on base. Does on-base percentage matter? To Billy Bean, it does. Do advanced statistics actually mean something? To Billy Bean, they do. To old scouts who are dinosaurs and have no place in the game of baseball, they do not. They and they're no longer in the game. Right. He, he priced them out of jobs. I need this for Billy Bean. Yeah. But I'll tell you just in my brief, brief Red Sox tangent. Yes. Because I'm in a dark place these days. You are. There's I'll, no question about it. If Oakland does get blown out of the water tonight, that just jacks up the chances that the minority or, that the owners of the Red Sox offer up minority ownership and president of baseball operations to Billy Bean and they put no price they put no price tag and blank check to Billy Bean and right. get his ass to Boston where he should have been two decades ago. Right. Billy, obviously you made a mistake. You did what you thought was right. Your daughter's now out of college. Yep. She's moved on with her life. Right. You need to too. Billy, you don't have to watch the games in Boston either. No. Believe it or not. No, we have a we have a place where you can go do deadlifts and, you know, use that little like bar lift thing behind yeah. your neck and all that other Everybody shit. Everybody loves that and one. And flip on your radio Walkman from 1998 <laughs> whenever you want to listen to the game. Yeah. I'll bring Jonah Hill to Fenway. It's not a problem. Yeah, I, as far as I know, Jonah Hill's at Fenway right now just in an office. Just, just come home. Just come home. We want you. We have a position available. We have ownership stake available. Well, guess what, Billy? If you win with the Red Sox, there's Moneyball Part 2 right there. Moneyball 2, starring Brad Pitt. And I promise, I promise you on behalf of the Red Sox, yep. we will not fire you until at least two seasons after you win a World Series. Exactly. And you know what? Brad Pitt will get you the Oscar this time around. Basically, we'll just do everything again, but correctly. Correctly. It's like where Moneyball ends, where he doesn't take the Red Sox job, we go back, 
George Lucas the movie. Yep. Cut it right before he yep. answers, and then we do Moneyball too. Come home. Come home. Billy. Billy. I hope they win tonight. I really I do. do. Hope I, they I hate win. the race. Also, they're in my division, but I hate the race, but I got I hope they win. Oakland, just know that Stats on Deck is behind you 150%. I'm thinking, all right, so give me a prediction for the score tonight. My prediction, I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And say we got a crazy game. I want one back. With, you know, each team uses at least five pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, Manea and Morton, neither of them make it past the fourth inning. Ooh. And we get a come from behind. Yes. Nine to eight victory for Oakland. What inning? To exercise those demons with a walk-off victory that they have carried since that Kansas City wildcard game. How far into the game is it going to go? It's gonna go. It's they're gonna walk off in the ninth. In the ninth, in nine the ninth. to eight. Wow, that's what I'm going with. Nine to eight walk off for the A's. I like that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep it pretty clean. I'm gonna say six to five on a Matt Chapman single. Yes. In the bottom of the eleventh inning. I think we both agree. Neither. Uh, no way. Oakland's going to win this game, but not on a home run. No, it won't be on a home. It's run. gonna be on no. something else because they play the game the right way. I I am I'm big big time pulling for Oakland. They got crushed in the wild card game last year. They have demons in fourteen. They 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 need a win. They, they need, need a big yeah. win. Yeah, let's get them into the divisional series and see what happens. Because I guess I I guarantee you they will put up a fight against Houston. Absolutely. All right, now switching gears slightly. Yep. We're gonna talk to we're gonna talk about a sport that you probably haven't heard of before. It's played on ice. It's called water polo. It's called water polo. Just kidding. We're talking about we're talking about opening night of the NHL season. NHL hockey is back. We're going to watch the Washington Capitals take on the reigning champion St. Louis Blues in their home park. Apparently, <clears throat> apparently the Capitals have to be present yeah. when rings are being handed out. Well, it's four years in a row now. Yeah, that's the key to success there. So we, tonight in the marquee matchup, you've got the greatest goal scorer of all time. In company. Yeah. Alexander Ovechkin. Wait, he, I don't know if TJ Oshie's the greatest. Oh, you're I'm talking, talking about, about Tom Wilson. The guy with the cereal. No, I was talking about Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson? Yeah. But he's just a thug. If you're a fan of another team besides the Capitals, you probably don't like Tom Wilson. You're wrong. You probably think he's a thug. Inefficient fandom. You probably think all he does is hurt people? No. Um, he's a go 70 back and point look. guy. He's a 70 point guy. He's the best he player plays, on the ice. He plays top line. Top line Tommy. On the best line in hockey. True. That's true. And we've got a matchup tonight. We've got the Blues at home against the Capitals. Yeah. Kicking off the season. I think needless to say, we're pretty excited for the Capitals to be back. The Capitals, uh, here's a little stat for you. Stat on deck. Um, the Capitals have are outscoring opponents 7-0. to zero. Since becoming Stanley Cup champions in opening games. 7-0. to zero. That's what we do. That's what the Capitals do. I'm saying we. I, I'm just I'm throwing all, like, too. I'm throwing all, like, trying to keep my fandom out of it. It's, no, it's, it's, that's my team. We're Capitals fans. Get over it. So, tonight, we get to see our boys back on the ice. Let me, let me just say that from, just from being away from hockey for six months, five and a half months, whatever it is. Yeah. Just seeing the game being played on yeah. ice, like, and seeing the fast-paced physicality of the sport. Like, hockey is an incredible sport, and it's not respected enough in our country. No, And it not. deserves more of an attention. But seeing 
Alex Ovechkin yeah. playing hockey tonight, it's just it, it, it means full hockey it, too. It brings a wave of endorphins to my brain. Like I'll I'll say I'm one of those people that watches preseason in every sport. Um, Basketball is the worst because they simply don't care about it even one percent. Nope. Uh, NFL preseason, you get a little bit of fun stuff. You know, get a little tease. Uh, some guys trying to make the cut. Uh, baseball, it's all about the reps. You know, we all we'll all turn on spring training games, and we're not proud of it because it's not it's not fun baseball, but it is what it is. I watched a lot of Caps preseason hockey. They're fast, they're strong, and they're not going to be beaten very easily. I'm very excited for this year. Yeah, and I'm and I'm and the Capitals are in my favorite spot. Yep, they're 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 middle of the pack in cup odds. Mm-hmm. They're to one. They're being overlooked in the division. Yep, it it's perfect. Saint odds have Hurricanes and uh, excuse me, I'm, I disrespect the Penguins so much. I was gonna call them the Pirates. They have the Hurricanes <laughs> and Penguins favored ahead of the Capitals for the who Metropolitan. Won, who won the Metro last year? That was the Capitals. Who's the last team to win a championship in the Metro? The Capitals. Oh, that was not that long ago, actually, and they have a lot of great players still on the team. Wait, wait, wait. So. You're trying to say the Capitals are being overlooked? Just where I want them. Just where I want them. Just lying in the it's grass. It's the sweet spot right here. I don't want any attention. Don't talk about us all year. Talk about us when we're in the cup. Just just talk about us when we're having parades. Yeah. That's what you do, uh, NHL at large. Um, that's a comfortable place to be. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind it. Um, so, yeah, we got that kicking off finally. Uh, finally watching real hockey again. Thank God. It's been a long wait. Um, Thank God. And then, uh, you know, looking ahead, later this week, we've got, um, as the hockey season kicks off, we've also got baseball playoffs well underway. Yep, starting on Thursday with the National League games, you got St. Louis and the Braves at 5, and yep. then the Nats in, in L.A. against the Dodgers at 8. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we'll spare you our thoughts there. Uh, Cardinals, 3-2. to two, Nationals, 3 to nothing. Those are my series predictors. Ooh, I, I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Three to two as well for the Cardinals, and then I'm gonna say three one Nationals. I like it, and then um, I don't have a great feel on the Yankees Twins. I'd like to see one game of that first. I would too because uh, the Yankees obviously uh, have had that division locked up for some time now, but then again, I don't know if I can count on the Twins because I just watched my team walk in there in mid-September in a pretty big series and take two out of three from them. So Here's all I'll say is the Twins have had to battle for the division all year. The Yankees haven't played a competitive game since July. Right. So taking all of that into account, I, I'm very inter- interested to see. I do not think – I think that the Yankees will probably win the series. Right. But I do not think it will be as easy as everybody's going to no, make it out. I think people are overlooking the Twins and – uh, one thing that you don't normally associate with Minnesota is, like, a huge, powerful lineup. Yep. Um, nobody hit more home runs than them in baseball this year. No. They're a, team, they're a team that is going to do or die by the long ball. Mm-hmm. And, if and, they're, they, and, the, and the Yankees do not have a pitching staff. Right. And the, three of those potential five games are in Yankee Stadium where the Twins hitters can feast. Most playoff teams have a problem of what do you do after your starter, after your best pitcher comes out of the game. Yeah. The Yankees have the opposite problem. They yeah. have no idea who's going to start a game How do I get to them. the sixth Like, inning. how do I find a way to crawl to the fifth inning? Like, if I'm down six to two after, after five innings, I don't know if I can win that game. What is your prediction for the series? I'll give it to the Yankees in five. Don't feel comfortable about it. 
I'm going to also give it to the Yankees in five. I don't think it's going to be easy. I could see them winning in four, but I will not be shocked if the Twins win. It wouldn't shock me also if the Twins take game one because uh, they're, they're being overlooked, and oftentimes we see them come in in game one, the team that's not being respected, and take it. So expect that potentially coming. Who do you think gives Houston the biggest run for their money? Um, I think Oakland or Tampa Bay is going to test them. And I think whoever it is, they'll they'll probably beat them. But um, I think the Yankees definitely have the bats to match up with Houston mm-hmm. and neutralize their pitching staff a little bit. Uh, that goes just as well for the Twins, who are a powerful lineup. And then I think the Dodgers, Nationals, Cardinals, and Braves could all give them trouble. I really do. I don't think the Astros are as big favorites as they're being made out to be. I could see a weird situation where similar, like similar to previous years where you just have such a heavy favorite yeah. like Houston in the AL and then you have a team like the hungry Oakland Athletics of the Tampa Bay Rays figure out a way to beat them. I mean, yeah. This is one of the things that we love about playoff baseball because that's why you play the games. All, exactly. any, any of these teams is good enough to beat the others in the series. There is no guarantees. No, there's not. And anybody thinking Houston's going to walk right onto the World Series, that's not happening. You can't make it as easy as 11-3, and as the Red Sox <laughs> did last year. It's yeah. just not that easy. I would say the optics on that Astros team, not as talented as last year's Red Sox. You said that, not me. I'm saying it. Look, the, the Verlander, Cole, Granke, three-headed monster looks like a behemoth, but we always find out that the big three-headed monster really isn't one. I mean, how many times have we seen that? We saw it in Detroit for years. They had the best pitching staff made a better part of a decade. Right. They couldn't break through. You know, Houston, Verlander's definitely had his moments in the playoffs. He's also had his moments where he blows big games. Garrett Cole, zero trust in him in a playoff game. If the Twins can find a way, if, well, let's, let's just say, let, well, I'll switch gears for a second. Let's just say, let's just say Oakland advances. Yeah. If the Oakland Athletics can find a way to keep Houston's offense in check. Yeah. They have a shot. Absolutely. They absolutely have a shot. That That's all they have to do is just keep them in check. Yeah, I would like to see Oakland in there, I think. And you know what? That's a perfect time to get a team like Houston. If you're going to play such a good team, you want to play them in five. No you don't want to play them in seven. You do not want to play them in seven. So let's have Oakland knock out the A's, and then the Nationals eventually knock out Oakland in the World Series. An Oakland Nats World Series would just be stats on deck's wet dream. Who loses? America wins. America wins. America wins. Oh. Well, we're going to wrap it up now. Um, we'll probably get back to you eventually with some more baseball stuff, football stuff, a potential Joker review. Oh, yeah. We're gonna, we're, I think we're going to be seeing it on Saturday. So we'll keep that in mind. Succession's also going on. About to f- uh, the penultimate episode of the of the season two right. It's coming up on Sunday. And you'll listen to it because we talk about what we want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Check us out at statsondeck.com. Eventually moving officially to the uh, – moving the blog over to the main site. Absolutely. Keep an eye on that. Um, check us out on Twitter, statsondeckpod. I'm Nick Laporte with a zero instead of an O. Jake. I'm at State Farm with fours instead of A's. Right. It's a great name. <laughs> and uh, we're going to keep saying it every week, but maybe more emotional this time. Jake. Oh, God. Right. One more time. For the road. For the road.
Boom, baby. Yo, Spawn.